Hello, my name is Tia, and this is my journey on how I learned to bloom. Thanks for joining me. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening today. Today's a really important topic, something really dear to my heart. Um, I've got my friend Riley here, and we're going to be talking about postpartum mood disorders. So I hope you enjoy it, and here we go. Okay, so I have Riley here. We're going to talk about the postpartum mental health journey. Um, But first, I thought it would be, well, actually, Riley thought it would be really fun to talk about how we know each other. Um, And I'm not really good at uh, segues. And so I think that that was a really good idea. Okay, so we went to a cat. Okay, actually, how far apart are you in bed again? You're like 11 months or something? Like just over 12 months. Okay, so we went to a Catholic school together, but I was in the same class as her older brother. I don't know. It was so far removed from me. Like, I almost felt like you were way younger than us. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. I know. It was literally just the year year below. Yeah. So I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. But, but then I left that school uh, when I was in grade three, and so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I know that you were there, but I feel like I don't have as many memories as anyone younger than me. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so then whatever, I moved away from that town and I saw Ben a couple of times after the fact because he was dating a friend of mine and whatever. That's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but I don't even know if we had each other on Facebook or anything throughout any of those years. I feel like we did. Yeah, okay. I, like, I feel like I vaguely remember, like, seeing you on my Facebook. And when we, like, reconnected, I feel like I didn't have to re-add you as a friend. Okay, no, I think I you're right. Wrong, though. No, I think you're right. So, okay, so, yeah, let's just say whatever. We had each other on Facebook, and it's like, but, you know, when you have, God, you could, like, a person can have, like, 600 Facebook friends. You don't always. And you meet someone for five minutes, and you're like, we should be Facebook friends. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, so I don't even know. I feel like I don't even remember seeing any updates on your life until when you were at UFE. Yeah. I feel like that was the the next time that I was like, oh, what the hell? That's Riley. Because we ran into each other. Okay, did, when did we ran, run into each at other? The, when we went to the fireworks in Vancouver. And you went, um, your partner at the time, and your baby... Your first baby. Are you serious? We're in line at the train, like waiting to get on the, the sky train, I think it's called. Okay. And we just like chatted. I was with my like coworker and then we were like, we got on the train and didn't chat anymore and you kept looking at me and I was like, I don't know why this weird girl keeps looking at me because I didn't, I didn't recognize you. I didn't make the connection. Oh my God. And then God. you were about to get off and you like came up to me and you're like, are you a McGee? And I was like, yes. And you're like, are you Ben's little sister? And I was like, yes. And it was just a really small world moment. Oh my God, I don't have any recollection of this. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, oh my God. Uh, I want to say it was like an Instagram post or... That was after this, I think. Okay. And there was like half a million people there. And I end up in line behind someone that I went to elementary school That's insane. Not only that you went to elementary school with, but like in a different province, in a yeah. small town, in and a your different province. Was like, I think she was like one. Okay. Like she, you had her in the backpack. Yeah, I think I know. I'm like, I'm trying to remember who that. I I think that must have been. Like her biological. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Couldn't even tell you what he looked like. <laughs> Maybe blonde. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, was he tall and looked like he was on coke? Because then that would be him. <laughs> Maybe, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Oh shit! Because we were talking um, about how I was talking about how cute your baby was. Oh my god, I have no recollection of this. See, okay, so when you said like our our reconnection story is funny, I was thinking in my head that it was like I'm like yeah, it was funny that you randomly went to this university program with with my friends. I have no recollection of really? this. Nope, I have no idea. Because then I think I followed you on Instagram after that. And then okay. I like, noticed that we had the same friends. Okay. <laughs> Did you maybe message me saying, how do you know these people? Maybe. Or Probably. maybe. That sounds like something I would do. Or maybe it was Robin who had said, how do you know Riley? Or maybe Robin posted and I was like, how do you know Riley? I don't know. Maybe. Okay, yeah. that's so funny because, yeah, I don't not remember that. So I'm assuming that that would have been um 
It would have been like 2016. Yeah, she would have been one years old. Okay, that's crazy. Um, yeah, no, I don't remember that. Sometimes when I think back to those times and I like, someone will tell me like, oh, this happened and I don't have a memory of it. And I can't tell if it's like, oh, that makes sense that I wouldn't have a memory of it because it was all these years ago. Or is it like, no, six years ago is not that long ago and you should probably remember it. I mean, it was a significant moment to me because like I had to like call my brother and be like, I can't believe this happened to me. Really? (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I, so I blocked out a lot of times with that person yeah <laughs> so i don't yep. know if that probably is probably. why there was probably some shit that went down it was that the night Disney fireworks i don't know if you remember that no it was idea. adorable it was wonderful <laughs> no idea before we started recording i was just reminded you were pregnant at the same time that i was yes and that's like in my brain they're so separated like i keep thinking that your child is is closer to my middle child's age like i picture you as pregnant way before me but no we were pregnant at the same time yep your announcement was really late, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, it wasn't that. We, like, posted an ultrasound picture, like, around the three-month mark. Did you? Okay. But I personally didn't post anything until I actually started showing. Okay. And it was just, like, a picture of me looking not very pregnant because I didn't look pregnant until, like, seven months. Yeah. And it was just big snacks or a baby. I mean, we're already talking about you being pregnant, so I'll let you just kind of take it from here and say whatever you want to say. So I got pregnant by accident. Um, I had an IUD, (sighs) which is apparently way more common than um, I knew before I got pregnant with an IUD. Yeah. That was really difficult Mm -hmm. because it wasn't planned. It wasn't the plan. I was... In the, like I was doing my like last university class. It was the middle of a pandemic. It was very stressful. My partner and I weren't together at the time. We're together now, so like way better now. But at the time, <laughs> it was very stressful. I like felt young. I was how old was I? Twenty four. Right. I was like, I found out right before my twenty fourth birthday. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that was difficult. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What type of IUD did you have, if you feel comfortable sharing? Oh, it was the copper one. Fuck the copper one. Uh, I actually, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Like, I think I would get it again. Would you? Okay. Just because I'm so affected by hormonal birth control. Like, it just makes me feel like absolute garbage. Yeah, that's fair. And... The reason that I got pregnant is because it actually shifted. Yes. And the reason why it shifted is because I'm like a small person and so like because of that like any sort of like motion any sort of thing entering near it you might say could cause it to move and then it like doesn't work as well which I actually learned that recently so okay so fun fact I love fun facts uh the very first time I got pregnant I had an abortion yeah and that is also I had the copper IUD and it also slipped out of place due to motion. <laughs> I didn't know that until recently. I feel like I hear that all the time about the copper one. And so that's why I'm just like, I could never do that again. I do not trust it. I feel it. like it would be the same issue with a hormonal one, though. That's exactly. That's what I think. But like, how come I don't hear it about the hormonal one ever? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. I want to do a study on it or something because I'm like... <laughs> yeah the amount of people i hear who are like oh my doctor told me to submit a report to alberta health and i forgot (laughs) to be part of the statistic hey two years later you could still do it yeah like this happened a million (laughs) years ago but just to let you know (laughs) back in 2020 i feel like i blacked out part of that yeah period because i was like so sad yeah so how did you find out like did you have some symptoms that you suspected or Um, Yes, I was like, my period was obviously late, but like I was like, my relationship wasn't good at the time. I was stressed about finishing my degree. I didn't really like my job. So I just like kind of assumed that like it was just stress related. Mm -hmm. And then my friend and I went out for my birthday and we like drank a lot, but like not enough to throw up the entire next day. Mm -hmm. And so I like threw up the entire next day Mm -hmm. and 
my boobs were massive all of a sudden. Yeah. Which, like, I don't have very big, I have a very big chest. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, like, that's weird. My not partner at the time brought me a pregnancy test and it, like, turned pregnant right away. Mm. So, and I was like, and obviously, like, because I had an IUD, I had to go get an ultrasound right away. So, yeah. Because they're like, maybe it's migrated somewhere in your body. And I was like, shit. That's what I need to hear. Yeah. My doctor also didn't believe me that I was pregnant. She was like, are you sure? <laughs> Listen, bitch, I'm sure. Like, I took two tests. Like, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Classic dismissive doctor. And so I got an ultrasound right away. And that was like, I mean, obviously, at that point in time, we, like, weren't sure if we we're going to keep the baby or not. Like, yeah. That was a decision that we had to make yeah and so she's like oh and here's the heartbeat and i like cry oh "Oh, god okay yeah because then it's like because i had um i didn't drink enough water because i was like i don't actually need to drink however much water like i have a small bladder it'll be fine (laughs) then i had to do the internal one so they can get a lot closer so she was able to see the heartbeat at like five weeks whoa which is like not typical for that situation no it's not typical external one yeah so then I got that, and then I gave myself two weeks to make a decision, and I, like, did the counseling through, like, the abortion clinic and, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that. And, I mean, I have a child now, so we decided to keep her. Yeah. And she's wonderful, and I'm so glad that we did. Yeah. Um, I hated being pregnant. Yeah. And I think, like... Because I was depressed when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's like a situa- situational, like not planned situation. Mm-hmm. Situational, not planned pregnancy. <laughs> um, but I also was just like, I'm not a very big person. There's not a lot of room in my body. Like pretty much as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I got sciatic pain. Mm. And I was like, this baby is taking up like a raspberry size of my body. Like why are my hips hurting? Mm-hmm. And then my ribs got pushed out of the way. I just was sad. Yeah. And I, like, felt really guilty for being sad. Yeah. Because, like, so many people try so hard to get pregnant. And they, like, plan to get pregnant and they can't have a baby. And here I am pregnant while having an, like, after I had an IUD. Yeah. And, like, feeling sad about it. Yeah. And you don't ever hear anyone else talking about that. And no, so it's supposed to be this like beautiful time in your life. Yeah. And I hated it. Yeah. I feel a little like sad about that now. Yeah. That I was like, cause like we're not having any more children. And so I like, I feel a little bit like robbed of that experience. Yeah. Maybe, like, like that most people plan for. Yeah. And like celebrate. And I just like hated it. That's totally understandable. And it was COVID. And so like, you didn't like. Like, we spent, like, Christmas just the two of us that year because, like, we weren't allowed to go see any of our family. And, like, this was sad and lonely. Yeah. And, then like, most of my friends don't don't have kids. Right. And, like, I made, like, mom friends after having a kid. But, like, before then it was, like, they were there for you, but they, like, don't really understand. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm just, like, this sad, pregnant human yeah and like during the most isolating year ever too like mm-hmm. double whammy i like it hurt to sit it hurt to stand it hurt to lay down i didn't sleep well Ugh. i like wasn't like nauseous the whole time so like i guess i had that in my favor well thank thank god thank i like would puke if i took my prenatal vitamin without yeah. food yeah but other than that like i would like puke at work and then i'd be like should i go home <laughs> Like, I feel fine, but I just threw up. So I feel like I should go home. Guess I'm going home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so hard. But it's supposed to be this beautiful experience. And yeah. I just, like... Yeah. You know what, though? That's completely understandable. Like, it takes a lot of time to process through something like that. That you, I mean, and I at the beginning to, like, didn't want, right? Like, and, like, I feel like I had, like, grieved my life. Yeah. And, like, the life that... I had planned to have. Yeah. That's understandable. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel sad for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if you've done any work on this, like emotionally, like learning to give yourself compassion through that and understanding that, you know, you really just did the best that you could with the 
yeah, hand that I, you were dealt with. Yeah, I think I know that, like, deep down. Yeah. I still, like, feel a little sad for myself. That's fair. And, like, sad that I didn't have, like, a positive experience. Yeah. I had a positive labor and delivery, though. Oh, good. Like, fantastic. Oh, that's so good. So I was due February 18th. And I went into, I, like, had some bleeding, like, on, like, I think it was the 15th night. Okay. And so, I like, I called my doctor in the morning. And I was, like, I had some bleeding. And she was, like, okay, well, you should probably, or maybe I called 811. I don't remember. But I called someone. <laughs> and they recommended that I just, like, go to the hospital that I was going to be delivering at and, like, get checked. Mm-hmm. And so, we, like, drive to the hospital. And I, like, get checked. And they're, like, yeah, you're, like... Not in active labor, but, like, probably soon. I was mm. like, well, I'm due in two days, so I'd hope so. So I'd hope so, yeah. And so we did that, and then we were, like, going in the elevator to, like, we got in the elevator to go back down to the car, and, like, the motion of the eleva- elevator caused my water to break. Whoa! And so I, like, we got to the bottom of the elevator. I, like, went to the bathroom, because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And my partner was like, okay. <laughs> like okay and so I went to the bathroom I was like we need to go and then I came out I was like we need to go back upstairs and he was like what I was like I think my water just broke and he's like now I was like yep (laughs) so we went back up and they like check again and they're like yeah like your water definitely broke like it didn't completely break which I didn't know was a thing either I thought that your water just broke and then it was done no no but I just kept leaking for 18 hours that is that's more so Okay, first of all, uh, it's like some... Uh, a lot of people, their water doesn't even break at all. Yes, it's like 85... I would have preferred. <laughs> 85% of people or 80% of people don't even have their water break spontaneously. And well, then... Go the, try going in an elevator. Yeah, yeah, Apparently. yeah. Apparently. Try going in an elevator. Oh, um, <laughs> I love it. But but yeah, to, like the, you know, 15% or whatever of people who do have their water break before like yeah spontaneous rupture of membranes before labor actually starts it isn't like this movie like gush it usually is a slow leak like that is common which i didn't know so they like check and they're like well you're not in active labor so like we could check you in but like it's gonna be a while you're gonna be a while so we like made the decision to go home yeah and so they like sent me with my like diapers yeah your diapers and I like am like in my like I didn't have extra clothes I had extra clothes in the car because we had like brought our hospital bag like just in case just in case yeah but I like so I like put like this blanket that we had in the car like on the car seat because I like had like leaked into my pants (laughs) and then my partner was like well since like you're not in active labor like I need to go to this store like can we stop at Lee Valley Tools (laughs) Lee Valley so I was like okay so we like drive across the city to go to lee valley and then we stop at booster juice and i'm just like sitting in the car leaking (laughs) it was awful i hated it (laughs) so we went home and we watched tarzan nice like core memory apparently like i distinctly remember watching tarzan yeah and we went to the hospital like it was like just before 11 like i think we got home at like noon okay because we were like living in Cochran. Right. Yes, that's right. And so then we went home and then my partner cleaned the house because we wanted it to be like clean when we came home. Yeah. I'm just like laying there. Good on him. Waiting for my timing my contractions. Five yeah. minutes apart. And so then they started getting stronger and I went to the hospital like we went to the hospital. I guess I didn't go alone. <laughs> you drive yourself. He's got to go back to Lee Valley. <laughs> I don't even remember what he got. It probably wasn't important enough to go then, but we were in the city. I will always remember that he went there. <laughs> it's funny now. It's pretty funny. I'm like sitting in the car. Because <laughs> obviously I did go in with my like... You did, with your diaper? Yeah. <laughs> I love um, it. And then we went back to the hospital at like... I think it was like just after 5 p.m. But we had to like wait in the triage area for a while. And then I got into my little room. I also didn't know that, I don't know if this is different at other hospitals, but the nurse did not leave the room. Um, Ever. No, that's, that's, like, I have never been to a birth, whether it be my own or, like, as a doula and not had a nurse in the room unless they were, like, grabbing a doctor or switching mm. shifts. Like, yes, that's... Just, like, I expected to have some, like, alone time. <laughs> like, no, not really. No, not really. No, they keep an eye on that shit. They gotta make sure you're good. Which is fair. Yeah. 
And so then I tried the laughing gas and I tried, I think they give you fentanyl actually in the little IV, like whatever the other painkiller is. Um, yeah. I think. I mean, you would probably know more than me. I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah, no, you, that's an option, but it's not. And so I like tried both of those things. Okay. Because I was like open to an epidural, but like if I could avoid it, I was like, sure. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but I was so nauseous yeah it really does and it. i was like i am not throwing up and having a baby yeah and like pain medication doesn't really work on me so i like wasn't surprised that the other things didn't work okay and so then i got my epidural at like 9 p.m and like my partner had to leave and so like he leaves i'm like almost throwing up mm. and then the anesthesiologist comes in and like so he had left and he went i think he went to get something i don't know or call his mom i don't know <laughs> and so that i got my epidural and it worked perfectly yeah which doesn't always happen but then they like just left me like this is the only time i was alone but they like left me alone like laying flat on my back and like didn't tell me like if i could like sit up or like move or they didn't sit me up or anything and so my partner comes back in he's like you look like you're laying on a beach and i was like yeah i feel fantastic (laughs) this is way better and yeah so i got my epidural it stalled my labor so then i ended up having to like i don't i don't be induced yeah yeah. And then she was born at like almost four in the morning. Whoa. I pushed for seven minutes. <gasps> Holy shit. Good on ya. That's and then fast. She, there, she was nothing wrong with her. We were in the hospital for less than a little over 24 hours. Okay. Because she was born in the middle of the night. So we had to like yeah. wait for some tests, like the hearing test after 24 hours and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, so that was fantastic that's amazing i'm so glad that you look back on that as such a positive experience and i tell everyone that they should get an epidural epidurals are the best i just feel like it just like i don't know it made my like labor experience a lot less stressful yeah 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 totally yeah i i think of one birth in particular that i was a doula at where um the the person giving birth did not want pain any sort of pain management and um like i obviously knew that going in and whatever that's fine like it, yeah it can be amazing for sure it can be amazing but this person in particular was like so stubborn against it that it was really um negatively impacting their birth experience oh that's sad and it was like a really like yeah negative what's the word like it was it was just like a dark cloud over the situation and they really needed it and it was also like the pain that they were in because they were fighting it so hard because here's the thing when you're like clenching your body yes and like you so can't relax you can't relax and then that stalls labor you know and so yeah if you're gonna do pain-free you really got to have a lot of tools going in and to manage that you can't just go in and be like i'm just gonna hunker down and you know white knuckle it like that doesn't work you can't do that that's just, your body you're is holding the baby in yeah <laughs> It's like your body's in one giant kegel. That's exactly. That's exactly right. So, yeah, I, I also always had an epidural and I loved it. So, And I just feel like it doesn't take away from the experience. Like, you're not no. less of a birth giver than yeah. if you have an epidural. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just look back and I, like, think about the chicken nuggets that I ate because I was, yeah. like, not throwing up. Oh, isn't that amazing? Like, it was just, yeah. And I just, could you imagine, like, pushing and like being like throwing up like that sounds horrible i know it is hard and i didn't really tear so that was good my recovery was good good i really like i didn't have a birth plan but i really did not want to have a c-section right because the recovery is so much longer and we had stairs in our house yeah yeah it's major surgery it's really brutal like i mean yeah it depends who you ask and there are certain times where it's like oh that wasn't as hard as i expected it to be but yeah no like in general it's a brutal recovery it's major surgery well my mom had a hysterectomy when i was like 11 okay and they like went through the same scar that she had from her c-section with me yeah so i would assume that the recovery was like would would have been similar to that yeah my mom couldn't do anything for six weeks yeah i also remember my grandma having a hysterectomy which is like weird huh because i remember she was irritated because she couldn't vacuum (laughs) sounds like a grandma thing to be irritated about (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so what was what were your days like after the birth, like the first like week? How did that go for you? I had 
like I had, I would say pretty severe anxiety. Yeah. Like I just felt like she was going to die if I like didn't do everything perfectly. Okay. And so like, I just felt like I had to like control everything and I like was just terrified as she went to sleep that she was going to die. I also didn't know that you had to like help a baby go to sleep, like put them down for naps and like, I just thought they just slept when they were tired. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. Well, like, why would you know any different? Well, because of COVID, we didn't do any, like, birth or babies classes. Because right. they're like, you have to do it on Zoom. And uh, I was like, that's fucking stupid. I'm not <laughs> You're like, no, that's a no for me. Oh, I was a grumpy pregnant woman, so there's yeah. no way. I yeah. also just felt like I wouldn't have retained anything anyways. Yeah, fair enough. So I just used my my Google machine. Yeah. We do love that. <laughs> I Google everything. <laughs> okay, so do you remember distinctly, like, when you started having those feelings? Like, do you remember the moment? Like, was it was it immediately? Do you remember having that feeling in the hospital? Or was it when you went home? Mm, I think it was when they were like, yeah, you can take this, like, this little tiny human home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't feel like we're qualified to do that task. <laughs> It's easier to have a baby and take a baby home than it is to adopt a dog. Yeah. Like, they don't check your home. They don't make sure you're a good fit. It's kind of wild. I, yeah. I know. It's, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know if I would have passed the first time I became a parent. So, you know, whatever. But when you leave the hospital, they do the car seat check. Yeah. But I realized, like, weeks later that we had the car seat set up wrong. And so, like, they did not do their check very well. Whoa. That's crazy. Like, the straps were too high. Like, they weren't shoulder height. Like, they were higher. Oh. And they didn't notice? No. Oh, that's bizarre. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I would say my, like, postpartum, like, in the hospital experience was not good, though. Okay. And I don't... They had, like, moved everything because of um, COVID. Yeah. But, like, my partner, like, had, like, pretty much a lawn chair to, like, sleep in. Yeah. And so, like, he actually, like, left the hospital to sleep because like I at least had a bed yeah and they like didn't like I was like clearly struggling and like I couldn't get my daughter to go to sleep and like my partner had gone home yeah and like the nurse like I like had asked the nurse to like help me and they like didn't offer to like take her to the nursery or like anything like that right until I like literally started bawling oh and so I just felt like it like wasn't the most positive postpartum experience yeah that's fair I wonder to so before we started recording you had told me that you decided from day one that you weren't going to breastfeed and so I'm like I wonder if the nurses sort of have like uh I don't know if bias is the right word but like yeah they just think in their brain that they there needs to be as much bonding as possible because they're so used to like well you're gonna try to breastfeed you know like they already have this narrative in their head that they're yeah. following as opposed to like specifically asking you what you want I, I don't know yeah, uh, yeah. well and, like they didn't like we had to like ask them to show like we neither of us have changed a diaper before right and so they would just like come in and change her diaper mm. and like wouldn't like be like here's how to change your diaper yeah and like we had to ask them to show us how to like swaddle her because they're like oh we swaddle her and we were like i don't know how to do that yeah and so it just felt like they like didn't really support us that well okay like they just kind of like i don't know yeah that's fair yeah you didn't feel supported and like definitely like not enough partner care mm. like because like i got fed and, like, all of these things. But, yeah. like, obviously, like, my partner did not. Yeah. And so, like, I found that, like, because, like, you're both parents. Yeah, And, yeah. like, obviously, I was the hospital patient. Right. But it just, it felt weird. Like, it felt not right. Okay, interesting. Every client I've had since we moved here has been postpartum. I haven't been to that, to the city oh, hospital really? yet. But I've heard things, like, from my, because, yeah, postpartum, I'm like, oh, how'd it go? Whatever. And they tell me. And I had heard, so... In Abbotsford, they have beds, kind of. I mean... Those, like, chairs that fold out. Yeah, or, like, little cots for the partners. Um, Yeah, yeah, they don't give food to the partners. Like, they should. Like, I feel like that should be part of postpartum care. That's an interesting point. I hadn't even ever thought of that. 
after I gave birth, my, like, partner, like, he's not very good at, like, showing emotion. Okay. And so, like, and, like, he was, like, the strong one the whole pregnancy because I, like, struggled quite a lot. Yeah. And so, like, once she was born, he, like, had this, like, oh, like, he got, like, super overwhelmed and he, Mm. like, nearly passed out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And he, like, needed a warm blanket and an apple juice and needed to sit down. Oh. But, like, even then, like, the nurse was, like, kind of weirded out by it. I'm like, well, this is, like... Two mm. people are having a child, like, just because, like, he didn't actually push it out of his body. Right. Doesn't mean that, like, he doesn't deserve any care. They had like, a little bit of a, yeah, lack of sympathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was surprised to hear that they didn't have anywhere for the partners to sleep, though, because they do an Abby, so. Well, and you're, like, you're there for a long time. A long time. Like, he literally laid on the floor. Yeah. On my fuzzy robe that I brought. Oh, shit, eh? Thank God you brought that fuzzy robe, honestly. <laughs> I don't think I even wore it. No, no. You're just in the gown and the, yeah. and the mesh panties. So comfy. Though. I love them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so yeah, you felt unsupported. That is totally fair. And like, yeah, just what a crazy time. Like COVID and, ugh, yeah. Did you have milk come in and any emotions kind of tied to that? Like, did you um, notice any switch with that? Was there anything yeah, significant? Yeah, it did come in. I remember being in... I completely forgot about this, but I was in, like, a significant amount of pain. Yeah. And, like, they got, like, obviously, like, really engorged. Yeah. Um, But I just, like, I wore two sports bras, and then I had, like, I did the frozen cabbage, mm-hmm. which I think worked, and so you put, like, the frozen cabbage in your bra. Yeah. And even if that, like, didn't actually do anything, it felt good. No, so, it does. It does. Yeah. I could never, like, hand express or anything. Like, it was too painful. Yeah. And I, like, I almost got, like, fevery. I don't know if that's normal, but I just, like, felt like I was getting sick. That is normal. And so I just, like, I mean, to sleep. It's not normal in the sense of, like, it's okay that it's happening. But it does happen to other people. <laughs> but it is common, yes. Yeah, and so I had that. I never, like, felt any regret about not breastfeeding, though. Good for you. Because I just needed to not be the only one that got up in the middle of the night. Yeah, you were taking care of your mental health. That's good. And, like, as, like, I've, like, always had anxiety and, like, I don't know if I would say that I, like, struggled with depression, like, pre-pregnancy, but I definitely had, like, situational sadness, mm-hmm. I would call it. I um, like that term, situational sadness. I like that. Because I just felt like I, like, I don't know, it, like, wasn't, like, a, like I wasn't sad enough to be depressed. I don't know. That's probably <laughs> a bad way to put it, but. <laughs> no, if that's, like, if that is how you sadness. Like, I feel, feel about it, that's okay. I depressed all the time, and I didn't, like, struggle with it all the time, but definitely at, like, certain periods in my life. Yeah, okay. Um, But, yeah, not breastfeeding. I honestly, like, obviously breastfeeding has its benefits, but, like, mm-hmm. I would recommend to people to, like, eat, at least combo feed so that your partner can do part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think they should as the yeah. other parent absolutely yeah um and i i just needed to, to be able to sleep yeah and like you can if you're getting up every three hours to feed your baby god and it's like it's more than that too you know like it's constant <laughs> it really is it's constant um yeah no that's and i just totally didn't want to be like the sole provider of life for, yeah like the child like you can't like leave your house if you're like breastfeeding without the baby yeah you're right because like the second they're hungry like you either have to bottle feed them yeah. like with like milk you have in the freezer or something like that if you're choosing to pump mm-hmm. or you got to come home mm-hmm. or just take the baby with you, which is, I'm assuming what most people do. Yes. But yeah. I think obviously I was still depressed postpartum, but I think it would have been significantly worse if I was breastfeeding. That's fair. Like significantly. So, okay. Um, can you talk a little bit about the parenting schedule that you guys implemented? Yeah, um, we implemented a parenting schedule. Um, I would in the beginning it was probably more of like a caretaking schedule. <laughs> yeah, um, like pretty much as soon as she like she came home from the hospital. I think we did the first night together, and then we were like, it doesn't make sense for both of us to be doing this at the same time. And so my partner would do nine, like we kind of like he took some time off, so we'd like team the day, and then he would do. 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. And then I would get up at 3 a.m. 
well up. I would like sleep if she was sleeping, but most of the time she was not. Right. And so I get up at 3 a.m. and do until 9 in the morning. Okay. And then sometimes I would, if she was sleeping, I'd be able to have a nap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, obviously, that wasn't necessarily always possible when my partner went back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was self-employed, so also we had that working in our favor. Yeah, that's nice. And so then, kind of, it changed a little bit as, like, she got a little bit older. And she started sleeping through the night, I want to say, like, five or six months. Okay. Because at four months, I had, like, a little bit of a mental breakdown, where I was like, I just... Like, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I just need her to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so we did a sleep, not a sleep, I wouldn't call it a sleep training because it was a little bit different, but I, like, um, purchased this, like, sleep, I don't even know what you would call was it. Was it the sleep sense method by chance? No, I did full feedings. Oh, okay. Because my cousin recommended it to me, and so it was more of just, like, a schedule, like, a feeding schedule, so you would follow eat, play, sleep, so you okay. don't, like, feed to sleep because that causes issues later. Yeah. Um, and it was just about make sh- making sure they were full enough to actually go to sleep and so they like, didn't wake up hungry. Cool. And it wasn't, like, really a, like, cried-out method or something like that because there's no way that I could have, like, at that point, like, listened to my baby Handled cry. that, yeah. Like, it just would have been too much. Um, and that was really successful for us. Cool. And at least, like, pretty much initially she got down to one, like, wake up in the night and then, like, within a couple of months she was sleeping through the night. Good. Um... And so that had a schedule, and that kind of, like, really formulated our our parenting schedule. Yeah. Because they, like, recommend that your baby goes to bed at 7 p.m., and then you, like, do a feed at 10 p.m., and then you do a dream, like, you get up in the middle of the night and do, like, a dream feed at 1 p.m., and then, like, if they don't wake up, you just, like, let them sleep until 7 a.m., and then you wake them up and you feed them. And Okay. Wow. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, I um no. I liked full feedings. I did read I I think Sleeping Care of Baby some Taking Care of Babies. Look at that one too. I think I have the information for that one, but ultimately we do it with full One of my like oh, I think she was my very first doula client actually. I uh, used her and told me about her and I was like, Oh, okay, I'll like put that in the back pocket if I ever need to recommend it to mm-hmm. somebody, so Okay, so full feedings. I'll keep note of that one too. It wasn't that expensive either. Like I think Okay. $20 and 10 20 or $10 a month. Okay. And you had to do like a three month commitment. Mm. But also, you could like, I did the one where you could like email her and ask questions about your specific situation. And I found that really helpful. Cool. That's very cool. And around the time that we did that, I also started antidepressants. Okay. So it was kind of like a like a double whammy. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, what ultimately led you to that and like what? What exactly did that look like and what, yeah, what was kind of the cue for you that you were like, oh, I need this? I feel like I've blacked so much of that, like, period out because yeah. I was, like, so unhappy. Yeah. Like, I did, and, like, I also, like, I felt really guilty because I didn't feel an instant connection with my baby. Okay. And it just felt like all people talked about was, like, oh, they, like, immediately were in love with their baby. And, like, obviously I, like, looked at this little tiny human and I was, like, well, I want to, like make sure she's safe and happy and like but I didn't feel like connected okay growing up I never had like a motherly instinct like wasn't something that was like all of mine like it wasn't like end goal to be a mom right we had decided before we got pregnant that we weren't gonna have children and so like I'd already like come to terms that I wasn't gonna be a mom and that wasn't a role that I was gonna play and so I just felt really guilty for not having this instant connection and it probably took six months the depression might have played a part in it. Yeah. But I, like, didn't feel connected to my baby at all until she was, like, six months old. Okay. And I think that might have been, like, part of the, like, I know the instigator to try antidepressants is I just, like, I truly didn't feel like myself. Yeah. I was, like, there's something wrong and I'm, like, just not okay. Yeah. Could you give examples of things that made you feel like I'm not myself? I cried a lot. I, like, got really upset over things that were, like, really small. I can't think of anything really specific. Okay. I think there's one time that she, like, fell asleep in the swing, and I, like, instantly felt like she was going to die, because, like, they're not not supposed to sleep in a swing, because of the, like, the angle. Yeah, the airway, yeah. Instantly felt like she was going to die. Okay. And I, like, I think also that feeling, I was like, well, I feel like I shouldn't feel like she's going to die every 
every second of the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> you shouldn't feel that way. Absolutely. But I did. Yeah. Okay. So, just... yeah, a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, that was 24-7 for you until you started the medication, would you say? Yeah. Whoa. I had anxiety, like, pre-pregnancy as well. I've always been, like, a worrier, mm-hmm. bit of a perfectionist, like, just mm-hmm. an anxious person. It got... It's interesting because it actually, like, my anxiety anxiety got worse when I started hormonal birth control when I became an adult. Mm. And now that I'm not on hormonal birth control at all, no anxiety. Yeah. Isn't that funny, hey? I'm like, okay, well. Yeah. No, it makes total sense, honestly. Okay, wow, that's super interesting. So, yeah. And, like, oh, that would be just exhausting to have those feelings 24-7. Yeah. And then you're already sleep-deprived because... Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't have this uh, anxiety 24-7, yeah, you would still be exhausted because you're raising a tiny human. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's so hard. So was did you feel like that affected your relationship with your partner too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I wasn't like, I wasn't happy. Like yeah. I wasn't easy to be around. I like obviously made things more difficult by like worrying about things that like were not going to happen. Right. Well, or like had such a low chance of happening yeah so yeah that was really and like yeah it was really hard on our relationship yeah that's fair oof yeah i don't it's i feel like people talk about postpartum depression like a little bit more nowadays but i think what's lacking in the discussion is like the specifics you know um when the guilt that you feel on top of it for being sad in yes. a time when you're supposed to be like enjoying this like new life and this new little tiny human yeah. that like you obviously love to the end of the earth you no just absolutely guilty for not being happy yeah absolutely i've heard that a lot like oh i feel like i should be happy right now and i'm not and yeah i think it's like super important for people to understand that that is i i, I never want to say like that's normal because it's like well obviously you know mothers shouldn't be having these feelings new parents shouldn't be having these feelings like if there was enough support and resources surely people would not be having these feelings but at the same time like yeah we're all humans we all have like it's a hormonal imbalance when you're postpartum right so it's common to have these feelings like it's totally it makes sense and a lot of people have those feelings even if they're not saying them so when you get all this support when you're pregnant and Mm -hmm. then it's like you have the baby and they like kick you to the curb and slam the door like i think i got one phone call being like you good oh (laughs) that's just not which is obviously why like a doula is great but like for like some families it's not like financially a good or financially possible it's not no it's really not like to have a doula it seems like it's a luxury and that's just like such a shame you know like that's if there's a way that i can do some sort of advocating to make it funded like whatever that looks like like Mm -hmm. i'm doing it because everyone deserves one deserves a doula like and personally i mean seeing a birth is amazing but like for me it's the postpartum work that is the most fulfilling because yeah it's a really really hard transition for a lot of people whether it's your first time and yeah you just don't know what the hell you're doing or like i think going from like one to two or two to three is just as hard yeah absolutely not that i have any experience in that but i can like see people that i know and i'm like that seems yeah because you also have this other this other little toddler or like older child that like wants your attention they have needs too trying to keep this other tiny little potato alive yes and it's just it's hard they're all different cuts of hearts absolutely yeah do you know how tired i was of people that i haven't talked to in a while being like oh how's the baby yeah yeah and i'm like well i'm not good yeah but exactly she's she's thriving she's fine yeah and it's just, it's, it was frustrating. Yeah, it's always, how is the baby? Like, well, they're still alive. They're still just They're still a potato who eats and shits. And yeah, pooping. exactly. And, like, they don't mean anything by it, but it's, like, I don't know. Ask how I'm doing. It just, it would make me so mad. Especially, like, when I wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, like, wasn't good for a long time. Yeah. This is a story that so many people can tell, you know, and that's that's sad. It's only really recently that I feel like I'm seeing more people speak out and seeing more people like share their experience so that you can mm-hmm. relate. 
it's not professional resources that are becoming more available. It's just people being sick of fucking staying silent and being like, hey, guess what? I really suffered. You know what the thing that really bothers me is um, when, I'm just going to say mother for the sake of this conversation, is suffering with postpartum depression and then you hear about her committing suicide or even hurting her own children, you know? Yeah. And people are like so quick to be like, oh, that's fucking terrible i can't believe yes yes and like yeah i mean obviously that is terrible you know but i wonder like did anybody like did anybody see any red flags of her suffering from depression did you hear about the oh man where was it in i think was it in england did you hear about that that story of this this mother who tried to strangle her children and then um Oh, I don't think she did commit suicide. I think she attempted to commit suicide and survived, and now and she's... She tried to strangle her children. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I know. And, like, honestly, I think as an early mother, I, w- like, I would have passed so much judgment. Yeah. I would have been like, what the fuck's wrong with her? I couldn't even imagine. Well, damn. Like, I'm lucky that I couldn't even imagine that. It, yeah. I, I should be grateful that I never suffered with depression so bad that I felt like that was my only option. You know? Yeah. I just felt like when I read this story, I, like, I felt sympathy. Like, I felt sympathy for her. It, I hadn't seen it until uh, my therapist actually shared the GoFundMe for it. Oh. Uh, GoFundMe for, like, the, the father. And then <clears throat> that's when I had looked it up and I was like, oh, it's all over the place. But it's in England, so it's not, like, mainstream yeah. media for us. But um, they had stated somewhere in some article that it was as a result of postpartum depression and a like lack I of resources. Think, I don't think, like, I never really reached a point where I would have hurt my daughter, but yeah. there were definitely times where I was, like, I wish that my life was different or, like, I wish that she wasn't here and, like, yeah. so I can, like, see how that can, like, lead into other things if you, like, yeah. go deeper and deeper into it. Yeah, absolutely. I, was, I only took the antidepressants for a, just over a year. Okay. And, I mean, it's interesting, again, with the birth control thing, is that, because I, after I got, I, after I had my daughter, I got the Nexplanon, which is, like, the arm implant. Oh, yeah, okay. Which I was, like, really hopeful about. Yeah. Um, but I got my period for two weeks every month. Whoa. And, like, obviously, like, I had postpartum depression and anxiety, and so I was just, like, it was not doing too hot. Yeah. And so I, like, I kept it for a year. I was, like, well, I'll stick it out for a year. Like, I don't have a lot of birth control options at this point, so, like, yeah. maybe it'll get better, because sometimes it takes six months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it did not get better. No. And so I, like, got it taken out in April of last year, and I stopped taking the antidepressants in June or July. Okay. Obviously in the summertime, sometime. I don't know. I don't really remember. Yeah. And I just, like, I'd, I just wonder... I mean, I stopped taking them because I felt less anxious. I was like, I just feel better, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because I would, like my hormones had finally balanced after having a baby or if because I got the birth control removed. Yeah. And so I just wonder, and my doctor's always like, it has so low hormones in it that it shouldn't matter. No, it does. And I just feel like it makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. in my life to not have it in my body. Yeah. And I know it like does so many good things for so many people. Mm -hmm. So I like don't want to say to not take birth control, but it just like was not the vibe for me. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I just wonder how much of my, like, if my postpartum would have been different if I hadn't done that right away. Yeah, I wonder. Hmm, interesting. Honestly, I haven't spent a lot of time on hormonal birth control. Obviously, I'm, like, still a young adult and I've had three children. But I remember taking it as a teenager and, like, yeah, absolutely feeling suicidal after. Would you say that it was mostly anxiety like you never experienced any like rage or anything like that no okay i'm not really like i'm not typically like an angry person either like i don't really have a temper like i'm pretty even okay but i've like always been anxious so i've even like going in as soon as i found out i was pregnant i was like okay well i like i need to keep an eye out for this because it's just like it's just something i've always dealt with yeah so i like was prepared but didn't I don't think I handled it well. Okay. Like I knew it was coming, but I like I was like Well how I didn't could you have? <laughs> no, like what would you have done though, honestly? I don't know. They don't prepare you. No. They don't give you a book. It like you know, like no, it's it this is not your fault. Like it's not your fault. It's, but I was like aware that it was coming and then I just felt like I like 
I mean, I did the best that I could. You but. did the best that you could, especially with COVID. Like, oh. that makes a huge, a huge impact, too. The fact that it was a fucking pandem- pandemic. Um, <laughs> like, what the hell was it called again? This is the one that's, like, least talked about, I feel like, is um, postpartum psychosis. Did you ever experience any sort of, like, delirium? Or I mean, delirium can kind of be tossed in with postpartum anxiety actually which i don't think a lot of people realize but did you ever like experience any sort of like hallucination no pretty no. strong like intrusive thoughts though yeah the, yeah that's the anxiety yeah. yeah yeah the intrusive thoughts are scary i also just like felt like i was like like i was like in a fog like i felt like a little bit robotic like i was just like going through the motions and i like yeah. Like, it was almost, like, an out-of-body experience. I was, like, watching myself go through these things. And I'm, like, Whoa. like, was that me? Yeah. <laughs> Holy hey. And so then I feel like I've, like, blocked out a lot of it. Because I, like, I don't know. I feel like I don't remember a lot of the first six months. Wow. So did you talk to your partner about this much? Yeah. I, I would say I was pretty open about it. Okay. No, mm, probably not as much as I should have been. Okay. I don't know. He was really, like, he was really wonderful with, like, he took time off work and he, mm-hmm. like, did, like, more than his, like, share a lot of the time, like, when I was struggling. Mm-hmm. Good. And so, like, he definitely, like, did his half of the... Yeah. Like, because I know a lot of partners don't. Oh, and my so God. I'm, like, yeah, it's so, insane. So grateful for him. For yeah. That. That's so good. Because, like, I know, like, so many people, they're like, oh, my partner never got up with the baby. Oh, I just want to vomit or like my mom is like i don't think your dad ever changed a diaper and that's I was like, insane it's disgusting yeah no if i have to hear like oh he's such a good dad because he did this one more fucking time like no like, you're yeah. right I only, i've only done that a hundred times but i'll just go fuck myself like i'm just like oh my god i cannot believe those comments and still to this day it's no fucking different. The amount of times I hear, like, oh, my partner doesn't do that. Like, I have a friend that she had um, a baby, like, just after, I think, like, the next day or the day after. And she's like, yeah, my partner, like, I don't, like, he doesn't hear the baby, so I just get up. Like, he's like, he just doesn't wake up. He doesn't hear like, the baby? Like, I don't fucking believe that, I'm like, but okay. He's screaming, and you're, you gotta <laughs> understand. He just looks at her in a daze. He's like, oh, I don't know. I just, like, don't hear the baby. Like, ew, you gotta be and so kidding I just, like, me. I couldn't imagine. Like, I would, like, no. I would rage in that situation. I would absolutely rage. Then you would rage? Yeah. I would be, like, shaking him. Like, get the fuck up. Sometimes I mean, now when my partner, like, he suddenly started snoring. <laughs> and I'm like, I, like, like hit him. I'm yeah. Like, Wake up. Yeah. You're bothering me. <laughs> sometimes i have to say to cody if he's on his back he snores i'm like roll over to your side god shut up <laughs> but i just like couldn't imagine being with someone who like their partner didn't do like they didn't do those things <sighs> would have been more depressed yeah like i like probably would have reached the point of harming something yeah yeah that's fair it's a large load to bear i was gonna say burden and then i was like i guess i shouldn't call our children burdens like they're not but like i mean if you're like doing all of the work yourself like you can feel that it is that way and like i can't eat like my mom had three kids in two and a half years and like my parents divorced when i was five right my dad obviously was not a stellar parent yeah and then he moved two hours away so like my mom literally did on her own she did on her own and i like couldn't imagine having I would have been, a, I, like, my oldest brother's only two and a half years older than me. So okay. she would have had two toddlers yeah. and a newborn baby yeah. all on her own. No thanks. No thanks. And I'm like, I could, no, I don't know how she did it. She's a superwoman. She's a superwoman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say I definitely had postpartum depression with uh, my oldest, but, like, a lot of that, looking I mean, like, back. the situation you were in. Yeah. I When I look back, I think. It, it maybe didn't need to be that but it was it was domestic violence right yeah. so it was yeah very situationally depressing <laughs> uh, um, sorry i don't know it's easy to laugh about that for i me. feel bad laughing because um, i'm like oh, no it's okay it's no 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 it's like it's you just yeah it's okay um i'm so far removed from it now you know but uh, no, that's another that's another tangent for another day um anyways but then my second i did single and yeah when i think back to that postpartum period i'm like because they have the same dad right 
They have the yeah. same biological. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but we, yeah, it wasn't like he was never involved with the second one mm. at all, at all. Like I remember when you were like, I used to love when you would post like your your dating stories and like the <laughs> messages that you would receive. And I remember you saying that you didn't want more kids, yeah. and that was like one of your things that when you were like looking to date that you yeah. like didn't want more kids. Yeah. But then you had another one with Cody. I know. Cody changed everything for me. I love so that for you. So I distinctly remember I was... But I used to love those. Oh, like, fuck I yeah. Those were so funny. Hard. <laughs> Someone actually brought that up recently. They were like, oh, I miss your dating stories. And I forgot. I'm like, oh, right. They were funny. I wish I still had them. So I can look back now and laugh. You know? Yeah. 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 I used to post... I When I would do the online dating, I would post to my Instagram story screenshots of like really cringy messages that I would get from people and or you'd like talk about dates that you went on and it was oh just, my god it brought me some interest it, fa- sure. it feels like another life like I kind of forget that that was even my life before like I feel like I've been married forever but I actually haven't been married that long like you know two years almost a year and a half two um years. two years mm, good, three years this good summer. question 2020 three years this yeah. summer yeah three years this summer um so yeah so <laughs> yeah um Mm. that's how I feel about like the first like my pregnancy and like the first like six months of like my daughter's life like it feels like another life like I feel like that didn't happen to me because I feel so differently now yeah I know it's just it's weird it's crazy what trauma will do and then I like feel guilty for like having struggled through it because that's like I'm like well wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad but but like but it was I do that to myself yeah I'm like oh it could have been worse. You invalidate your own feelings. You're, yeah. I'm like, I was fine. You're like, no, no, I was, no, no, like I was severely depressed, but no, it was, it was chilling. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's a coping mechanism to dissociate from that for sure. But no, it, it was, it was rough. Like that level of depression that you were experiencing, like even just as someone listening to you saying like, yeah, 24 seven, I felt so anxious. Like my daughter was going to die. Like I'm like, I feel for you like that's that's exhausting that was really hard the first time I drove with her in the car alone I like nearly had a panic attack yeah I could see that that makes sense when it was like I like I think I was going to Lethbridge to see my family and I like left early enough that there shouldn't have been traffic but like naturally in Calgary there's always traffic Mm -hmm. and I like need and she like her car seat on the right side of the car in the Mm -hmm. back and I like needed to merge right Mm. and I was like I can't merge right because if I do it wrong like somebody's gonna smash into her that's such a high level of anxiety and like i've been driving for 10 years like i'm probably not you're fine into someone but yes. in that moment i was like i'm gonna do it wrong yeah how does it feel looking back on that now um it feels like i was like i feel sad for myself but i yeah. also feel like i was a little bit ridiculous okay so i like invalidate myself and feel sad for myself yeah. at the same time it's a hard battle. In the moment, did you see how irrational it was? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes not. Yeah. I also, I was, I, this probably also contributed to it, but I, like, joined this, like, sleep group on Facebook. Okay. And, like, about, like, safe sleep. And obviously, I think safe sleep is really important. Yeah. But I found that, like, sometimes the people in the group were, like, really aggressive about it. Yeah. And it, like, almost, and, like, they would, like, like, I would, like, look at the posts and I'd, like, read the comments and they'd be, like, this is unsafe and this is unsafe and this is unsafe. And I, like, understand that, like, all of those things were unsafe, but it, like, made me feel, like, more anxious that all of what I was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that, that definitely didn't help. So I ended up muting all those posts. I wouldn't see them. Good. But, yeah, that was stressful. It was good for, like, some, like, baseline information. Like, when I was pregnant, I, like, looked at a lot of things because mm-hmm. I was, like, oh, well, like, I don't have a baby to take care of now, but I can, like, prepare. Yeah. And so I, like, made sure that, like, I had all of the things to keep her safe. But then afterwards, I found it, like, more, like, that it did more harm for me mentally than good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good things about social media. Um, I find that people are really quick to tell you everything you're doing wrong, though. I think those groups are often full of people who, like, have had a worst-case scenario, and then they project all of their own issues onto others, and... Yeah, I, I definitely think it's not good for the mental health. This safe sleep one, it is, like, science-based, which I love. Okay. And so, like, they had, like, a lot of, like, published articles, and they, like, post when, like, um, baby items have been recalled and all that stuff. It's, like, oh, that's really nice. great. Yeah. 
and I understand that like they're not there to be nice like they're there to keep your baby safe mm-hmm. but it just yeah I had to step away from it because I was like this is causing me harm it's too much but I had the like basic information that I needed mm-hmm. to keep my baby safe while she was sleeping yeah so yeah sleep I think people get really like heated about uh certain parenting choices specifically when it comes to like infants like people get really heated about sleep and really heated about when you choose to feed your baby and really heated about breastfeeding versus formula I feel like like I don't know your kid becomes a toddler and then people aren't so aggressive about certain things but for some reason parents of infants get really territorial about like what you choose to do I do still feel really anxious when people bed chair Okay. Because I just, like, have read so much about how dangerous it is, and I, like, don't understand. And I, like, get that, like, you get to a point that you just, like, feel like you have to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, I don't know. I worry that little babies are going to get rolled on and, like, yeah. suffocated in an adult bed. And I just, that still makes me feel anxious, like, even as an outsider. Okay. Like, I, like, see people do it, and I'm, like, it's so unsafe. Interesting. Yeah, I mean... And people are like, oh, well, if you do it this way, it's safe. And I'm like, well, yeah. actually, yeah, not really. I feel like your anxiety caused you to hyper-focus on certain things because you were already a worrier. Mine was absolutely sleep. Yeah. And I just, like, and the, probably this group didn't help. Yeah. But I just, like, I wouldn't let her sleep in the swing. I wouldn't let her, like, I mean, we did, like, um, the ABCs alone back what does the C stand for? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't remember now. I don't know. But it was like she was in her crib alone. Yeah. On her back. Okay. No blankets. So you're going to be mortified, okay? Yeah. So co-slept, like, oh, no. like right on my chest for the first little... Weren't you worried you would roll on to him? No. Because really? I knew my instinct would kick in. So first of all... So, okay, when we first started sleeping... Um, or like I, he would just like roll over and like suffocate himself on the blanket. You no, didn't worry about that? No, I had never once thought that. I shouldn't say I never once thought that. I had like rational thoughts of this is a possibility. Mm-hmm. But so, okay. Well, I would not sleep because I'd be like, these, all these things are going to happen while I'm asleep. Well, the first, so our first little bit of sleeping because I had an unex- unexpected cesarean. I slept mm-hmm. upright yeah. on my couch for like three weeks straight. Mm-hmm. And um, he nursed 24 fucking seven. And so it was like really challenging to even put him down like he was just literally on my body for three that weeks straight exhausting. i would be so touched out i'd be like i don't it, touch me yes like so so it was like because i did not co-sleep with my oldest at all mm. it, it, i did very by the book bassinet day one um but she was a good sleeper and i didn't really i, I couldn't breastfeed her really effectively and so i didn't feel like i had to co-sleep yeah. and then just with having to have my second on my tit literally 24 7 it just felt like the only way I could actually sleep Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how that started and then yeah I could not get him to sleep through the night until he was four months old so and once he hit the day he hit four months I did a cry it out sleep train because I was like I cannot fucking do this and I was single and had a toddler and and um but before that point three (laughs) three months and and 29 days old but he was in my bed because I it was the only way I would be able to sleep and I, well, I didn't, I felt like in the moment, like, what am I going to do? I have to sleep because I got to parent a toddler during the day, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was very much like, yeah, not like this is the thing I want to decide. It was like, this is the only way I'm going to survive. Yeah. So that's how that went. Yeah. Oh. But then having my youngest, I mean, I have, I have a great partner who's very active. Um, that was more like, oh, I'm just going to do it because whatever. <laughs> Like, that was definitely more casual. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I don't want this, but it's the only way I'm going to survive. I mean, he nursed all through the night, like, often. And because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, when you breastfeed, like, it's, there is something different about that. Like, it's less sleep because they have to feed so often, you know. Yeah. Their tummy doesn't get all the way full the same way, like, bottle-fed babies do. And I remember that with my oldest. Like, she slept way better and she was bottle-fed from day one, you know. Yeah. Um, well, then you, like, know exactly how much they're eating, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There, it, There is a lot of anxiety that comes from, like, not knowing exactly how much they're having other than, like, you're seeing the wet diapers. That's really yeah. the only indication, right? So, yeah, it causes a lot of anxiety. But, yeah, anyways, it was um, 
no, just like having him feed 24-7 and feeling like co-sleeping was just easier. Like that was that was convenience for sure, mm-hmm. not so much survival, I think. Like yeah. who knows how I felt in the moment, but looking back, I'm like, nah, that was just convenience. And no, I, I literally, it's like crazy. And actually I felt more anxious with my with my third about the co-sleeping than I did with my second. Well, because it wasn't survival. Like, I you guess. You weren't like in survival mode. Yeah. No, I just slept with one eye open at all times. And I just was like, he. I remember his head just being right here and me cradling him. And then I'm on my side and I'm like, there's no way I'm ever going to roll over. Like, I remember more thought going into Do it. Do you move a lot in your sleep, like typically? No. Oh, I'm a tosser. Are you? Yeah. Like, I would just accidentally roll the baby off the bed. Absolutely. I would do that with, like, animals. Like, if there's, like, a cat sleeping in my bed, I would just, like, kick it off in my sleep. (laughs) So I feel like I would do that to a baby. You know what? One time, I had no idea. Like, I hadn't seen him roll before. Or, like, roll all the way over. I'd seen him, like, do a side roll. And I fell asleep while I was feeding him. And I woke up to him crying on the ground. He was, like, it was right before he was four months old. Because it was shortly after that that I sleep trained him and hit the bathroom. That would traumatize me. I wonder if that's what caused the sleep training. Like, I just don't remember. Yeah. Pro- probably. Probably. Because you, like, panicked. Yeah, I, I remember being like, oh, fuck. Picked him up. I'm like, okay, I think he's okay. Yeah. You our, know? Our daughter also slept in her own room from day one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I'm, like, a pretty light sleeper. Mm-hmm. And my partner, like, wakes up if I open my eyeballs. So mm. she needed to be in there. That's fair. And so that also worked really well for us. We just got a, ca- a monitor with a camera where we could see her. Yeah. That's I awesome. I don't know. And she, oh, what babies the hell? are so noisy. Like, I, I know. Would, I would not sleep good. There's no way. Yeah. I can probably count on one hand the amount of times we've slept in the same room as her. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, whatever works, you know? Yeah. And then she's <laughs> yeah. been a good sleeper. Yeah. There you like, go. Like, since like five or six months. Yeah. Which is like, I mean,. For a while, she would, like, she wouldn't cry to go to sleep, mm-hmm. but she would, like, lay there and yell. And sometimes she would, like, wake up in the middle of the night, and she would just lay there and, like, and she was, like, pretty little. Like, between probably, like, 6 and 12 months, she would just, like, lay and yell for hours. She like, <laughs> crying or upset about anything. She'd just be, like, loud. Yeah. And so we'd just leave her there. Yeah. Emp does that every once in a while. I'm like, why are you yelling? I don't know what they're doing. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah, I wake up to him and he's just like, ah! I'm like, what the fuck? But I just leave it. Yeah. And then, yeah, eventually he falls back asleep and it's whatever, you know? So I know babies are super weird. They're weird sleepers. And now she like, I don't know, the only time she's woken up in the middle of the night in the last year is when she has a stomach flu. So yeah. Oof. We just had the stomach flu. She had the stomach flu. We did not. She did. But it was a team team thing yeah <laughs> we, did, what, we got through it together yeah it was a t- yeah you had the yeah the worst you all had the like, stomach flu <laughs> you really. change her like her sheets and her pajamas and get her all cleaned up and then you like close the door and you go to go back to your room instantly throws up again i know and i'm like could we, could oh, we have waited a little while could you have just enjoyed the clean sheets for like an hour yeah. you know oh. and then she's like crying and she's like mess and she's crying because she made a mess Aww. and not because she feels unwell because she's like thrown up so she feels better and she's like mess I'm like it's fine we get through it together that is so cute though that's adorable she's so funny Aww. so dramatic I love it I love little drama babies that's so cute she's like we're starting to potty train a little bit okay and she like doesn't like to poop on the toilet yeah and she like will poop and then she'll cry because she made a mess and it's like no you're actually making less of a mess oh what a sweetie she doesn't like to make a mess apparently oh i just love little toddlers that that don't like to be messy i think it's so adorable i love that okay that's so sweet she's funny That was such a good conversation to have with Riley last night. Thank you so much for listening and thanks for being with us while we learn to bloom. Talk soon. Mm